Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Purple Records, what band with the really handsome, blonde-haired guy has purple in it that you love? And the color is very deep. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Well, Tammy, as is often the case, what I do is the seven days in 70 seconds first, and every so often it will tip to a show. This week, on April 16th, back in 1971, the Rolling Stones released Brown Sugar. Okay, fine. Why does that stick out at all? Well, the reason was it was the first single on Rolling Stones records. The Rolling Stones, now they weren't the first, but the Rolling Stones were probably one of the biggest bands to start their own record label. It was formed in 1970 because they tried to better their contract with Decca Records. And Decca said, no, we're keeping all the rights, we're keeping all the residuals. And the Stones said, "Uh, no, it was basically run by Chess Records and distributed by Atlantic Records and their subsidiary, Atco Records. Fine. Why? The exact same reason anybody would want to start a record label right now. It ensured the Rolling Stones would retain the rights over their music. Huh. I tell this to students all the time. It's it's difficult to find who actually owns music. You usually have to go through a system because if Van Halen sings a song, it's probably not owned by Van Halen. It's probably owned by some publishing company somewhere. And the reason is it's just easier for royalties and rights and things like that. It is the odd band that is able to have their own record label. Until now, it's becoming easier and easier and making more sense and more sense. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about why a band would have a record label to themselves and the fact that today it's ridiculously easy to do it. Now, look, when I distributed my music, I had to give a record label. So I just made up Rock School Records. It doesn't exist. Right. But they needed the box filled in. Fill in the boxes, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I really wanted to do it, I could create Rock School Records. And by the way, I have a whole list of financially and legally what you have to do to do it. The Rolling Stones retained the rights over their music. They decided how much they would pay in royalties, and they gave each band member the option to release solo albums. And the reason being, if everything is done under Rolling Stones records, the band still profits, even though it is a 
solo album. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Money, 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 money. And that's all there is to it. So we're going to talk today about starting your own record label. But we begin with Brown Sugar Stones here on Rock School. out of the Rolling Stones, uh, in order to look into this, I started going to websites and just simply asking why would any band start their own record label? And lots and lots and lots of stuff came up. However, it became quite obvious that there was then, back when the Stones and also the 80s and the 90s, there was then, right, and there's today. The variables have changed. When I teach uh, writing to my students, specifically journalism, they get so sick of me hearing variables, man, variables. It changes everything. Two cars run into each other and nobody's hurt. Is it really much of a story? No, not really. And what most people care about is when is it going to be cleared? So mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about that. Right. But let's say Britney Spears was now driving one of the cars. Oh, no. See, now it's a story. Variables, man. Was she holding Variables. one of her babies? Might have been. Especially funny because her kids are like 18 now. Oh. So. I found two levels. Once again, if you started a label back then, you had a different variable, which is that music still had value. You could sell a record, a cassette, a CD, a something, that revenue stream was available to you. Now, today, all of that is gone. So let's talk about just back then. Why would you do it? Well, number one reason was creative freedom. The Rolling Stones did it because they got tired of DECA telling them what to do. And plus, DECA wouldn't sell them you know, the masters and all of that. So it's creative freedom. You have no label head telling you what to do. Well, it's also your label. So you decide who owns the masters and what happens to the masters. It's possible for you to earn money. However, the concern becomes that if you have a paycheck, there's a lot of people that start a business. And I got to tell you what, you have to congratulate them to no end. Because taking a job mm-hmm. where the paycheck is coming, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, you have to do the job, but you also don't have the added responsibility that if this fails, right, it's over. Right. Whereas if you go to work for a company, you receive the paycheck mm-hmm. and there is a level at how much you can actually make. However, if you own it, bleh, I've heard so many times of people, especially during COVID, not paying themselves, but paying their employees. Right. That's seen as such a wonderful thing. But what if you owned it and you didn't pay the employees just to mm. pay yourself? See, it's a you've got that stuck in there. Oh, I don't like it. The other side of it is you get to create opportunities for others. And that's what I really had a hard time finding. Okay, let's say the Rolling Stones have a, a label. Well, who else did they record? Well, the Stones didn't do that. Don't get me wrong. They brought in Peter Tosh, who was, you know, a a reggae artist. However, other of these what they call vanity record plates, Mm -hmm. 
they brought other people in. You asked me specifically about Apple. Who right. actually owned it? Well, the Beatles did. It wasn't just Paul McCartney. The Beatles owned it. As a matter of fact, when they broke up, they had to dissolve it. The thing about Apple is the Beatles also brought in other bands. And that was something that you would start a record label for. They had James Taylor, Mary Hopkins, Hot Chocolate, Yoko Ono, and Billy Preston. But the thing is, they also signed a band called the Ivies. Mm -hmm. Do you know who that is? Uh, Badfinger? It is. They renamed it Badfinger after a line or a song title that uh, John Lennon, I think he was playing the piano and he kept screwing up and Badfinger, Badfinger, Badfinger. And that's where they got it. So what I did to put together a playlist for this, uh, for this show, what I did was find artists, not companies, artists that owned their own record company the record label, and then did they have success or was their entire job just to release their own music? And by the way, a lot of people just release their own music. Now, some don't, some do. Katy Perry has unsub records. JC has Rockefeller and Rock Nation. Phoebe Bridges has Satisfactory Records. Beatles Apple. Kanye West has Good Records. Uh, the guy from The Strokes, uh, Casablancas, he has cult records. Kendrick Lamar, P.G. Lang. Jack White has Third Man Records. And J. Cole has Dreamville. And wow. I got a, a long list. Just about, just about everybody today has their own record company because the variables have changed and it's made it easier. So I said Apple brings people in. They were, of course, a successful record label. And Badfinger was really their first success. Uh, and then... You know, they came to you and they said, don't you love Badfinger? And I, I'm not mistaken, they're your favorite group. Right? Yeah, I love them. Well, go. Here you go on Rock School. Guess I got what I deserve. Kept you waiting there too long, my love. All that time. Okay, you want to start a record label. You and your band, Bob and the Saltine Ritz Crackers, are going to start a brand new record label called Zesta. Get the I got it. cracker yeah, very nice. there. Okay, nice. but Zesta is going to start. By the way, I if I could, I really would start Rock School Records. Mm-hmm. This studio that we are recording in, I lovingly call Loser Studio. Right. Because the first little cruddy, and it is cruddy, album that I put out was called Rock and Roll Loser. So I call this Loser Studio. I don't think if I was going to name a record company, I would call it Loser Records. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I'd... Who would show up? It would be hard to pull people in. All right, you want to do it. How do you do it? This is culled from five or six different websites. First, get a legal team you trust. 
I did radio with a guy for how long were Brad and I together? Mm. Four years, five Forever? years. Yeah, they, I mean, he was. He was. When you thought of me, you had to think of him. It was where there was one, there was the other. And he now he quit radio like I did, but he went to work for the lottery. And I kind of joked with him one day. You know what? What do you do? Let's say you win the jillion dollars. He said, "Don't do anything. Get a lawyer. Get an accountant." Make sure you trust them. Then come see us. So wow. that's that's what he said. Wow. First, gain a legal team. And the same thing, a lot of people said this. You're not going to be able to do it. You're the creative aspect of it. I'm sorry, you're not going to become a MBA major. So don't do that. Then get it all in order. Decide with your band members all the things. Who owns the name? What kind of royalties do we want? Is the person who writes the song going to take the lion's share of royalties like Queen? Mm-hmm. You know, they went to John Deacon, the bass player, and they said, John, you got to start writing some songs. He went, okay. And the story goes, he came back after the weekend and he had You're My Best Friend and Another One Bites the Dust. Oh. Hey, John, why don't you go take another weekend? That's right. See if you can't get us a couple more winners. Or are you going to set it up so that all band members are paid equally like Van Halen before they all hated each other. That's the, that's the best way. I think so too. I I get it that Ed wrote all the music and Dave wrote the you know wrote the lyrics. However, when it was all said and done, the drumming is fantastic. Who did that? Mm-hmm. The bass playing and the backup vocals, who did that? Right. It wouldn't have been a Van Halen song without that and it takes money off the table it does everybody's equal don't worry about right. it you know so get the contracts with the band members ready to go the idea of if you leave the band what rights do you have left if you uh, if you decide to become part of another band do we take any of that money all those things that could possibly happen the, the, what's that old statement god is love but get it in writing verbal contracts don't do it get that done then Decide to do it and get yourself an ISRC STEM from the National ISRC Agency in your country. Um, what? What? ISRC means International Standard Recording Code. So what happens is you're going to create music as part of a part of a a label. So you have to be able to know how you're distributing your music. How do you track it? You track it with ISRC, an International Recording System uh, Recording Code. Once you have this code, they give you what's known as a STEM. That STEM is yet another code on which you can attach rights and ownership to music. My buddy Mike, Mm -hmm. who teaches at school, he has owned a company... And I don't remember what he calls it. My brain will not come up with it. But he has owned a company that he has run for years and years. And the entire point of the company is to hire, pay, and subsidize the music of people that he's in charge of. Somebody will call him and say, hey, I've got to do a soundtrack track for something or other. So I need to hire 15 musicians. I need them there. I need them paid. And they've got to perform on this date. 
That's what he does. Oh, that sounds like the biggest headache in the world. <laughs> He's got a whole thing for it. As a matter of Ooh. fact, you probably don't remember this, but I think it's two days after graduation this year. He is taking an entire orchestra down to this humongous recording studio in Louisiana, and he's invited me to come on and take a look. He, I'm not going to play, but to take a look, and that's his whole purpose. Every human being down on that floor, he has got a number for them that is underneath his ISRC, and he pays them. He puts money into pension. He does all that kind of stuff wow. and distributes the cash. Wow. Okay? So you got to have that, all right? Let's mm-hmm. play a song. We'll come back. We'll finish up the legal stuff inside of the first break. Looking at my what to play, one of the most successful vanity uh, labels ever is the one that was created by Frank Sinatra. He tried to buy Verve Records and couldn't do it. So what he did is he set up a deal with Capital that he could have his own record label. It's Reprise Records. I've also heard people say Reprise. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, it it because he was Frank, he had all the Rat Pack, he had all the everything. Bing Crosby, Joe Stafford, Rosemary Clooney, Duke Ellington, Dean Martin, blah, 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 blah. But he also had the Red Fox party albums whoa the filthy comedy albums yes and it is without a doubt one of the most successful and just to keep it in the sinatra time here you go he's dean martin on rock school how lucky can one guy be i kissed her and she kissed me like the fella once said Ain't that a kick in the head? Tell me quick, ain't love a kick in the head? Coming into the first break, we're talking about legally, how do you set up your own record label? All right, you've got your ISRC stem from the registry. Now you have to find a method of distributing royalties. How are you going to do it? There's companies that will do it for you. You could hire them, which means an output of money. Or you could go with the multitude of rights groups all around. ASCAP, BMI, CSAC. CSAC is in Europe. The problem is once you get to Europe, all these different pros, these royalty organizations, start to become country-specific. There's one called Suisa. S-U-I-S-A, you got to be with them if you're going to sell music in Switzerland. And Gemma, or Gemma, in Germany, you got to be with them if you're going to sell in Germany. So the question is, do you want to try to do this yourself, or are you going to find a company, somebody like my buddy Mike, who will do this for you? More than likely, that's what you're going to do, because I have to believe a firm that is already set up to do it. Yeah. The contacts are there, man. Just do it. You know, I have a I have a book that I'm kind of shopping around and there's a self-publisher and I got another label, not label, but a, a book company that's kind of interested in it, but no guarantee of the push, the promotion, this self-publishing place. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they publish your book, but you pay them for promotion. Right. And that's the question. Do I do I take an advance and get no promotion whatsoever or don't take any money and get the promotion by paying. Which is better? I, I don't know yet. 
We'll find out. You also need to create contacts for your own band. And Pardon me, not contacts. Contracts. Not only for your band, but future artists. If you're going to bring them in, what are you going to pay them? How are you going to pay out mechanical? Will you set up a 360 deal? Do you know what a 360 deal is? No. You basically take a bite of everything. Oh. They sell a t-shirt, you get a percentage. Oh. They sell their guitar strings after, you get a percentage. A song comes down on Spotify and makes them a thousand bucks, you get a percentage. They get paid $500 to play a gig, you get a percentage. Wow. That's a 360 deal. Wow. You need to then incorporate the name of the record label, an LLC. I was an LLC. Mm-hmm. When we had HTML goodies, we LLC'd HTML goodies. What you're doing is you're separating the money of the business from the personal money. So if you're an independent contractor and you just keep it all under your name, when somebody sues you, house, car, everything is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you LLC, you, in theory, create a human being. So they're not suing you. They're suing the LLC. Right. And the LLC can pay them. And that's ridiculously simple. That's, was it legal Zoom? Did it for, I'm sure it's more now, but we did it for a hundred bucks. I think so. Something like that. And then obviously pick and sign a contract with a distributor. This is the big headache. Okay, there it is. You've got it. You have the record label and you print 7,000 records. What are you going to do? Put them in your car and drive around? You have to have a distributor. Except maybe you don't. Because remember I told you there was then and there's now. Right. Do you need a distributor now? You could put this stuff up. I I put it up all by myself. Yeah. All right. We're going to go forward with that, talking about obviously creating your own record label. Who's listening to us? WMCE, Erie, PA. Beautiful. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, we are way ahead on time. So just real quick, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails has a record company called the Null Corporation. Drake has Ovo Sound. Rick Ross, the Maybach Music Corporation. Travis Scott has Cactus Jack. Lil Wayne has Young Money. Ray Charles had one called Tangerine. Uh, the Isley Brothers had T-Neck, and Five Seconds of Summer has High or Hey Records. Oh, and by the way, uh, Ed Sheeran has a record company. He calls it Gingerbread. Cute. Oh, so cute. By the way, Madonna mm-hmm. has a record company mm-hmm. and a real success. We're not going to play her because uh, i got to play a shorter song, but she has Maverick Records. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Alanis Morissette Absolutely. and Jagged Little Pill? Yes. She released that. Whoa. I know. Swan Song Records. Any idea who it is? No. Led Zeppelin. They started Bad Company and Dave Edmonds. Here you go, Dave Edmonds on Rock School.
coming into the bottom of the hour. My name's Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. All right, we're going to do seven days here in just a minute, but I looked and looked and looked. Because every time you run into a website that wants to sell you legal services or wants to sell you something, they make whatever you're doing sound like it's the greatest thing in the world. What are the downsides of owning your own label? Music Business International gave most of these cash flow. You're no longer being paid. You are the one paying. Ooh. So the little rock group that you signed starts to do pretty well. Can they easily... They, they pointed this out immediately. Can they easily figure out how much money they're making? No. They Well, it says try to make it as transparent as possible. We sold 1,000 albums. We get a quarter per album. You should hand us $250 or $2.50 or Ew. however much that is. Uh. I, again, I'm a communication major. You do the mathematics. Make it as uh, transparent as possible. Unless you hire someone to do it. You're going to spend a ton of non-creative work. Mm-hmm. Ton. Uh, how do you make money today? Spotify pays nothing. YouTube pays nothing. How do you actually make money? You got to perform. Do you so, make money on TikTok? D- well, TikTok, from, if you remember from the last show, what most people said is TikTok was great at breaking you. Where the money came from was when you started to perform. And sell your music to other places. Mm. If something goes wrong, it's on you and your label name. Oh, it's clever. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's really wonderful. But it isn't Warner Brothers Records. Ooh. So it doesn't open as many doors. So I'll do a couple more for you here. But let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Here be the dates. April 10 all the way through April 16. Monday, you got... Tammy, that was backwards. Go. April 10, 1962, original Beatles member Stuart Sutcliffe dies of a brain aneurysm. April 11th, 1983, guitarist Dave Mustaine is kicked out of Metallica. He promptly forms Megadeth. April 12, 1990, the Astronomical Union's Minor Planet Center in Arizona announces the discovery of four new asteroids and names them after the four Beatles. Yeah, the, the one that was named after Paul. Mm-hmm. That was the cute asteroid. Oh. Thank you. April 13th, 2009, a jury finds Phil Spector guilty of second-degree murder of actress Lana Clarkson. April 14, 1980, Judas Priest releases British uh, British Steel's starting the second wave of British heavy metal. Everybody I knew had it. Really? It's, it's a big hand holding a big giant razor blade. Oh, I do. I know British it. British Steel. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. April 15th, 1971, the Beatles win the Oscar for Best Original Song Score for Let It Be. And then, the reason for the show, April 16th, 1971, the Rolling Stones release Brown Sugar. It will become the first single on Rolling Stones Records, and that wraps it up. Let's look into some more downsides of actually being in the music business and owning your own listing, your own record company. It says here, life becomes more the hustle than the creative. And again, all of this stuff can be handed to a corporation or to a firm or somebody else. But there's a problem with that. You have to pay them. If you're a creative person, I'm sure you have been told multiple times, you know, hey, would you come play at this party? Sure. Oh, could you do it for experience? Oh. You know, I got a second job. I do it as a hobby. So every so often I'll just donate time. But if you're a real musician, no. 
You gotta, you gotta pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Ex- experience doesn't keep the lights on. Mm-mm. Yeah, my again, my buddy Mike, he deals with a lot of jazz groups, and everybody just thinks, well, it's jazz. You know, just do it for free. No. For experience. No. Well, are you gonna have the heads of all major record labels there? No. No, dumb, dumb. And it says here, existing market strategies exist. If you got it in your head, you can. Do it a new way. (sighs) You can't. It's the way it's done. You will constantly be fighting the big guys. Okay. Purple records. Purple records. It isn't. The first thing I thought was Prince. That's what I'm thinking. It's not purple. Purple records. His is Paisley Park records. Mm. So, and but I know he has another kind, but Paisley Park is the one we're going to talk about a little later on. Purple records. What band with the really handsome blonde-haired guy has purple in it that you love? And the color is very deep. I can't. Deep purple, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Yeah. Deep purple started the career (laughs) of David Coverdale. But here's the fun part. Mm -hmm. They also signed and distributed Yvonne Elliman. If I can't have you, I I don't want nobody, baby. Here you go from Purple Records, Yvonne Elliman here on Rockstar. the second break you said that this would just suck all the fun out of this all the creative juices you have would be gone i i think you're right i do woodworking and i i i don't ever do work for other people i I say never i have done it but i hate it the whole time i know because i'm positive i'm gonna do something they don't like and it, it drives me because if I'm working for myself, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And people see the stuff they do and they go, oh, my God, that's beautiful. Can you make this for me? Uh, but again, experience. My, I set up a payment plan, double the cost of the wood, meaning you buy better wood, you pay more, and then $200 on top of that. Mm-hmm. And that still makes people go away. Right. And they'll say, well, can't you just do it for me? And then I'll tell people about No. No, absolutely not. You also talked about uh, doctors. Right. I just want to be a doctor. I don't want to run the room. I didn't want to have to run a practice. I didn't yeah. want to manage a practice. That's it's. They didn't it's go to ridiculous. school to do that. They went to school to be a doctor, not run it. a practice. You got it. Uh, Steve Vai has light without heat records. Annie DeFranco had uh, religious babe records. Uh, Witters has Pegasus, and where are we? Um, uh, Roswell Records is Dave Grohl. Motley Records is Motley Crue. Flawless Records is Fred Durst, uh, who had a big hit. But Puddle of Mud, I'm trying to remember. Ugly Kid Joe, I think it was, yeah. Uh, DCD2 Records, that's Fallout Boy. Bo- uh, Born and Bred Records, that's the Dropkick Murphys. Eric Clapton has Duck. And maybe 
one of, if not the oldest uh, individual record groupings by John Prine. He has Oh Boy Records, hmm. and it's well over 40 years wow. old. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. Uh, when I talked about uh, Ray Charles and Tangerine Records, I was trying to find people to play. Uh-huh. The idea of this artist has a record company, and he or she successfully started this. The the story of Madonna signing um, oh, come up with it. Uh, Alanis, Alanis Morissette. Right, Alanis right. Morissette. She was a c- Canadian pop star, uh-huh. and nobody cared. Right. When Madonna allowed her to record as she wished, massive hit. I'm trying to find that, but every time I looked, the major artists like Prince, he only allowed a couple other bands on his label, and those bands were because of the Purple Rain movie. Uh So the time, Apollonia 6, uh, uh, and then he just wrote songs for other people. But like uh, Ray Charles had Tangerine Records, and if you looked at the records, it's all him. Really? That's the point. I think if you're going to start a record label, and that's what you do, you do it simply so you can retain control on your own and a bigger share of the royalties, and then you pay for distribution. That is is the way to go. That's the way Eric Clapton did it. Dave Grohl doesn't have any other bands. Not that I found. Uh-huh. Uh, he just releases his stuff and the Foo Fighters stuff. Wow. So I think that's the way to go, because once you start signing other people... It becomes a business, and I don't know that you want it to be a business. You remember our buddy? I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't want you to say his name. He was a musician for the longest time, and then he quit. He's. I just got tired of. I just wanted to play, mm-hmm. and he just quit. The whole. Well, he didn't like the business side. Yeah, he was tip top in musicianship, but just said, "I'm done." Mm-hmm. Who's listening to us? Uh, WBSD, Burlington, Wisconsin. Still. It's been our first affiliate still running the show. They're good people. They take the bus. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, if you remember the beginning of the show, I said we're going to talk about two levels. Starting a label back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and starting a label today. What is the main difference between then and now? Distribution. It used to be you had to sell a record, you had to sell a cassette, you had to sell a CD. The thing about today is there isn't such a thing. The variables have changed. Now distribution is, you know, whatever you want to create the music on. This whole studio cost me about ten dollars to $12,000. And you could kill that much money in a recording studio working on one or two songs, Ooh. depending on how long you stay. I don't know about that, but maybe three songs. The, the thing about it is, once you have that final piece of music, mm-hmm. that mastered wave of music... How do you distribute it easily? I pay 70-something dollars a year, I think it is. Right. Maybe it's a little more, mm-hmm. to a company called DistroKid. And all I do is tell them to distribute it. And they do it. They send it out to everybody. It costs me only that yearly blip of money. That's the concern. However, if you take music and you make it a non-tangible 
what are we buying? That, that makes sense. If you buy a record and it costs you $10, you have a physical record in your hand. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you buy a hammer, you have a physical hammer in your hand. You buy a download, what do you have? You know? I don't know. Remember the non-fungible tokens? Oh, gosh, yes. You were, you were buying nothing. Yep, yep. And the thing is, if you bought it, okay, well, I have the first of it. Great. Can everybody else see it? Yes. Then you, you no, come on. I, you, you're, it, you're buying bragging rights. That's all mm -hmm. I ever thought it was. Right. Bragging rights. Okay. So there's a massive cost savings there. Then the question becomes, how in the world do you get somebody to look at it? Well, according to, again, multiple areas, multiple websites, and one, the big one, was called otherrecordlabels.com, offered a lot of information about starting one today. And the big one is that you today have to replace the distribution with content creation. So you have to keep creating content again and again. I teach the podcasting class mm -hmm. and it's at school. The, the big thing I tell the students is it, it's a grind. Don't get into bed with this if you don't love it. Right. Because what are we have right now on the PRX network, just this show, we're pushing 600 different shows. Mm. One show a week. Goodness. Every week. Hurricane, flood, doesn't matter one show a week and it's a grind there's a there's been a few times you looked at me and just said why don't you just run a rerun i can't do it i can't do it so if you if you want to do this it's content creation you have to somehow push people to the music that you want them to hear you become your own person and the only promotion you can do is creation mm -hmm. that's the way to meet the most people and there's absolutely no guarantee whatsoever that it's going to work none well, this is seems like a big old bag of sadness to oh, me it's, the music industry is is just what's the what's the statement i know i've said it on the show before the greatest musician in new orleans is not playing the Smoothie King Center tonight. That's right. Is not playing at the Superdome tonight. Mm -hmm. He's in a little bar yep. on Iberville. Yep, yep. And he's just killing it in front of 12 people. Right. He's getting $100, his own tip jar, and some free beer and maybe a burger. Mm -hmm. There you go. There's your night. There's your night. All right, we got to play something. Let's look at this. Uh, you know who Frank Zappa is, obviously. Yes. He had he's had multiple labels. Uh, the big one that people know from him is Barking Pumpkin. What he did is his wife was giving up smoking, and for a while, you being a respiratory therapist, you know this that <coughs> hack. Oh yeah. And her face would turn pink and orange. Oh. So he referred to her as a barking pumpkin. Oh, that's lovely. There you go. That. But the big ones are he has a label called Bizarre, and he re released Lenny Bruce comedy. Yeah. Whoa. He was also one of the early promoters of Alice Cooper. And furthermore, his discreet label, D-I-S-K-R-E-E-T, his discreet label signed up Ted Nugent. Go figure. There you go. However, Ted Nugent wasn't Ted Nugent back then. He was the guitarist of a band called the Amboy Dukes. It sounds like this on Rock School.
Going into the last break, you made a great point during that commercial play. You said if you own your own label, it's not that you're going to make everybody's dreams come true. Somebody's going to come up like your cousin, mm-hmm. like your what have you. Right. And they're going to say, I want to be on your label, man. All right, show me what you can do. And they stink. Oh, no. They're that American Idol person who sings so off key it wouldn't even open a door and just is shocked when they look at her and go, I don't know, that's a no for me, dog. And you, you don't understand. I'm going to be a head. Yeah, okay. I'm, no, I'm number one in karaoke in Mississippi. <laughs> I am a winner. When I teach, again, a podcast class, when I teach it, I have had more times than you know, a couple of guys will say to me, oh, we just crack them up at the frat house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, everybody's baked. Right. You know, but let's see if you can do it on call, on tape. And usually they're pretty good for a minute or so, and then you start getting... There's one word that means a person's in trouble. In broadcasting, in whatever, and that word is anyway. When a person gets to a certain point and goes, anyway, they're in trouble. They have run out of content, okay? Wow, I didn't know that. Anyway. 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 (laughs) I I don't know. Could Could I look at our children... And say, Dad, I want to be on your record label. No, you stink. Could I say that? I think you could. Oh, I could? You couldn't. I you couldn't. couldn't. They yeah, would be yeah, precious yeah. and dear to my heart. That's right. Here you go, Yoko Ono. Scream all day long. Otherrecordlabels.com offered a few reasons to start and do one today, and their biggest one is simple ownership of your music. Don't sign it away. Be in charge of your own what have you. Okay, it says here it's easy, so why not? And I'll be honest, if you're just putting out your music, I think it's the greatest idea in the world. But if you're going to try to get the whole world doing it, mm, I don't know. According to this label as well, the field is not crowded out yet. There are not so many labels that it can't work. Platforms are built specifically to help you succeed. That's what I found. There were a lot of websites that you would just simply buy the package. Mm -hmm. There's a a website called Blueberry. If you want to do a podcast, it does it all for you. Website, social media, tracking, but you got to pay them. Oh, the middle management money to be made. You got it. And the one other thing that they said physical records are indeed coming back so you probably have a shot well let's get the car and take the song to the uh local radio station local radio station well that's you're gonna have to play payola why would i play this because here's a box of cigars okay yeah okay now we got to play a song to get out of here uh jefferson airplanes had a jefferson airplane had a label called grunt records it was almost all them but they also had hot tuna mm. Rocket Record Company. Guess who was Rocket? Rocket Man. Record Company. Elton John. Elton John. And he had a bunch of people. Some I heard of, some I didn't. Uh, Who did he sing Don't Go Breaking My Heart with? She was on it. Oh, Kiki. Yeah, Kiki. Kiki uh, D. Is that Kiki D? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, she was on there. However, Lulu was on there as well to Sir With Love. Oh, nice. And then the one I want to finish on, and it's one of those things, I'm old enough, I can just admit it. I love Neil Sedaka. I love Neil Sedaka. Wow. There, I've said it. Hi, I'm Joe, and I like Neil Sedaka. 
Hi, Joe, you're amongst friends here. So that wraps it up. Go ahead. I mean, if you're going to just put out your own stuff, it probably makes a little more sense. I'm Joe Burns. You uh, are? I'm Tammy Burns. That's it. Class is dismissed. Down, doobie, doo, down, down. Come, come, down, doobie, doo, down, down. Come, come, down, doobie, doo, down, down. Breaking up is hard to do. Don't take your love.